Our dynasty on the morning bliss. We are talking a legacy of wisdom. Now, Paul Nzimande is our guest. He's a life coach, author, speaker, and mental wellness advocate. And uh, he's going to help us understand the legacy of wisdom. I know last week... uh, the legacy in our poetry, in our written, um, you know, uh, ways of singing um, w- was explored quite extensively. And I really enjoyed that. So did our A-teamers. Today, uh, we're going to understand wisdom and how we carry it forward. Paul, thank you very much for joining us. How are you this morning? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning to you and the A-teamers. Um, yeah. Blessed and highly favored. Good morning. Ah. Um, blessed to be on SAFM. It's such a privilege. Good morning. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, talk to us about a legacy of wisdom. Is this something we can pass down? Has it been passed down to us? So, so if 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 we are going to talk about it as a as a legacy, I'm going to ask that we structure it in three ways. We structure it uh, in terms of where we come from, where we are, and where we are going. And and possibly what, what lessons can we learn for where we are going. In the way that wisdom was structured in the past, and I mean, in any event, wisdom would have to do with the ability to acquire knowledge, process it, understand it, and then apply it. Perhaps just for the sake of definitions, um, let me distinguish between knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Knowledge would be information. Understanding would be the insight as to how various pieces of information work together. And then wisdom would be about then the appropriate application of that um, understanding to produce results. So wisdom is always measured in results. You know, you can know something, you can understand it, but until you can use that knowledge to apply to 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 have results, it's 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 and and practical, useful results that sustain life, as it were. So let's make an example. You know, we can know that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. That's that's oh good, that's good information. We can also. Um, understand that when the sun is up, it produces heat, and that heat can dry up skin. Okay. But until we can apply that knowledge and understanding to, for example, the tanning of skins so that we can produce shields uh, or the tanning of skins to produce furniture, and and, and it becomes um, a step when we have that understanding and are able to apply it to produce furniture, for example, then it becomes wisdom. So if one looks at the legacy that we inherited, um, it was a legacy of wisdom and it was imparted from a very early age. Um, and, and, and I will compare that to where we are and therefore try and project towards where we are going. If you take a young boy, for example, a, a young boy, and I'm going to focus on the young boy because these days he is our biggest challenge I want to submit. Uh, we don't know what to do with a young man. That That's my submission, really. We don't know what to do with a young boy. He's full of testosterone and he's just jumping around with no direction and creating all sorts of problems. Now, 
if if you look at how he would be handled, number one, even before the age of seven, he would be heading cattle. And this heading cattle, what was he learning? Both hard skills and soft skills. What was he learning by way of um, hard skills? By way of hard skills, he was waking up in the morning. He was in. He wakes up. He knows where to find good pastures for the cattle. Takes the cattle there. Knows how to herd the cattle, which means look after them, uh, shepherd them, look for boundaries, make sure that he can contain them, and, and they don't go into people's maize fields, for example. And, and, and those are hard skills. He is there. He knows what to eat and what not to eat in order for him to have a full day. Um, and of course, he'll play games with other boys. And, and, and But on the softer skills side, which is even more important because it talks, one, to personal mastery, two, it talks to leadership. Even at that age, and he's before the ages of seven, he already knows how to, one, be responsible because he's got to do this every day and it's, and it's his task and he has to do it. Uh, rain or shine. So he's responsible, number one. Number two, uh, you can imagine the amount of confidence that you learn when at the age of, by the age of six years, being strong cattle, you know how to make them listen to you. You know how to command them with your whistle and with your voice. And, and, and this is more than just one beast. It's a number of beasts and you are responsible for them from uh, morning until sunset. So the level of responsibility, the level of leadership and command, you can even imagine the level of confidence that develops there. Uh, but also the, 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 the husbandry that comes with it, because looking after the cattle, everybody else in the homestead is going to milk from this cattle and be fed. So this person is effectively the provider before the age of seven, they already know that they are providing for the whole family. Before the age of seven, they already know that everyone is dependent on them. So they know how to play a meaningful role within the family in the sense of feeding the entire family. So, so, so you see where you are now, you've got responsibility, you've got husbandry added. And so by the time this person becomes a husband to someone, they have learned husbandry before the age of seven. So you, they've learned responsibility before the age of seven. By the time they become whatever age and, and they need to choose a wife, they know exactly what is involved there. They know what it means in terms of personal responsibility. But also what then would have happened is over and above looking at the family heirloom in terms of uh, the cattle that need to be led, they would also have uh, learned the family skills. What tended to happen with these um, agrarian communities that we had uh, and hunter-gatherer type communities is that there would be specific skills which were passed on from generation to generation. For example, one family would have um, a specific skill of specific herbs that they learned to use. Um, Others would have learned uh, to shape weapons. Others would have learned to shape skins. And so the, way, the, the, the manner of learning would have been apprenticeship, where a person is then apprenticed to the elders from a very young age. Uh, they wouldn't necessarily have had to go to a classroom and sit down and learn.
But now, so that's where we come from. Now, where we are, right? When it yeah. comes to wisdom, when it comes to skill, when it comes to the way uh, we conduct ourselves, it doesn't seem there's much emphasis or a particular, um, you know, ways of practice to help our young um, understand certain elements of life. We are leaving it to the devices of uh, the television sets, the wireless, uh, social media, and just anyone who feels like the education system is even given a responsibility to do this, but doesn't seem to be done right. How should we be implementing um, the legacy of wisdom? So I'm going to talk about where we are and then projecting forward where we need to be going. A a recent study was made, uh, when when I say recent, in the last 10 years or so, um, I've not seen more of those uh, results. I think that study was terminated, or I'm not sure what happened to it, but the UCT Graduate School of Business, um, and I think it was funded by Unilever and and another research company, they they did a, a Black Diamond survey. And one of the most interesting insights to come out of that survey a few years back, I think it was around 2009 or thereabouts, but one of the key insights was that when you look at young people today, the main thing for them uh, is that for any brand or for anyone to be relevant to them, they had to become an enabler of their aspirations. Now, when I read that statement, I thought this is good English for saying they think the world revolves around them. And uh, if you think about it today, hence they have ideas of, and I say this respectfully, hence ideas of black text, for example. And you could, you could talk about black text in different ways. But the one other perspective is that when, 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 when we grew up, we grew up to serve the family. But now the idea is, no, the family must serve me. And that, that transition, that switching attitude affects, therefore, the approach to husbandry. And when did this switch happen? It happened just in the last couple of years. I'd I, 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 I propose in the last 20 years or so that people began living for themselves and, therefore, any obligation to or commitment to serve the family became an extra burden rather than the purpose of one's existence. Um, uh, and I'll take it a, a few steps further. Because now we have to go to school, uh, I, I met an old man, uh, and Undunukele said to me, Mpepet, ninabafana bengiti nshakan pili. And I don't know, ushongan. And he says, how? Nabafana nuwazu meshoko patko mfazu neikoku. I thought, wow, this is, this is, get how, ndona, so what he was really saying is, you boys have gone to university, you've, you've, you've got a lot of education, but you don't know the practical things. You don't even know how to choose a wife. Hmm. <laughs> you know, so, so, so I say, how? Oh, uh, Oh, I 
No. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so this was a perspective. But here was a young man, I mean, an old man. We're not in class. We're not anywhere. In fact, I was driving and he was my passenger on the day. And he just felt like giving me keys to very fundamental decisions where he saw that in his opinion, we were making mistakes about something very practical. So there's a lot of impartation of wisdom directly through impartation through through apprenticeship of sorts and it wasn't necessarily following a classroom syllabus but it was intentional and it was designed to produce a rounded person now the classroom focuses on 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 on, on information reading but not necessarily the development of a rounded character mm. uh, you find that uh, in, in in zulu the words are very easy to distinguish between infundo and infundiso Infundiso is the culturing of a person that they receive from home so that by the time they get to school, they are cultured individuals who can then be given information. These days, you get people who go to school and the teacher is expected to attend to both Infundo and Infundiso. The teacher is meant to give this person information uh, and academic education, but now they're supposed to educate a brat. Hmm. whose own parents have not dealt with the fundamentals of good character. And so this child arrives at school with bad manners. You must ask the people who are teachers these days uh, the type of children we are expected to teach. You, the, the kind of spoiled brats we are supposed A parent will arrive, shame a single mother, young single mother will arrive at school totally at a loss what to do with her child and will say to the teacher, now the teacher is the one that's meant to deal with issues of discipline at home, um, overloading the education system. That's for, 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 for all intents and purposes designed. We no longer have lessons such as when we grew up, there was a, a classroom lesson called good citizenship. Oh, wow. In any case. Yes, sure. yes. Okay. The curriculum now is, the, no, I'm asking you now. I'm asking you with, 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 with deepest respect. What is a South African citizen? What are the values of a South African citizen? A South African black, white, Indian, colored, um, foreigner, whatever. What is a model South African citizen? And what are South African values? Do we, do we and, even and, have that? I mean, or are we always modeling ourselves around, um, you know, like, for instance, we are excited. Uh, we won the uh, Rugby World Cup. So we're a great uh, rugby playing nation. We model ourselves around um, the things of... Of, um, th that that put us in front, but it's never really of substance to say this is who we are as a citizen. In my humble opinion, we um, um, we're like people on drugs. Eh? We go, we're looking for the next fix. Hey. The World Cup, for example, was a nice fix. You know, it gave us the illusion of um, of joy. But I don't think we were intentional about going to the fundamentals of, of, uh, of, of ourselves as a country and where we're going. It, it was a missed opportunity. And this Mapogopogo win as well must not become a missed opportunity. Because while you have people willing to become one nation, what are the fundamentals of that nation? In, in, in the build-up to 2010, we were willing to become one nation, but what were the fundamentals of that nation we were building? What were the core values of that nation we were building? What was the attitude towards the what skills do we want in the global economy? 
which is where we're going now. And let's talk about where we're going. We're going towards a global, we are in a global economy. We're going towards a knowledge economy, a, a, a computerized, I mean, I'm building a business now. Uh, and it's a, it's purely an online business. And everything I've needed to do is, is really just focus on research and internet-based research. I've had to be good at self-learning and those kinds of things, um, well beyond what I learned in class a couple of years ago. That's the future. But if for some reason in the future, polarity, for example, was reversed and everything electronic didn't work, I couldn't feed myself. I was thinking about this again. I couldn't survive in the bush for one day. I don't have the skills to survive in the bush. Mm -hmm. Now, let me compare and contrast uh, so you get the point. So I make the point a little bit more, more, more strong. My boy, my son, is my youngest son is 28 years. He's a graduate in construction management and quantity surveying. Smart boy. You know, I taught him Scrabble. He, the same day, he was already doing complex permutations and combinations. But that boy couldn't survive in the bush one day. I taught him to play uh, PlayStation. I didn't teach him how to slaughter a goat. He couldn't slaughter a goat. But he knows how to do quick biology. He knows what, he, okay, to uh, labeling a, a, a frog now, or we're labeling a, a grasshopper. This is the head, the thorax, and the abdomen. And, and But a young boy in the rurals knows the different types of uh, locusts that are there. He knows what you can eat and what you can't eat. He knows what's out there in terms of berries and whatever, what is poisonous, what is good to eat. He can slaughter a chicken, shab shab, a goat, shab shab, and he can label the entire thing. But he's failing biology in school because he has to now learn it in English and label it in English. But in Zulu, this boy can live. He has what it takes to survive, but his knowledge is not credited by the current education system because the current education system wants to produce someone who's good to serve an industrial economy. And as we go into the future, it wants to produce someone who is good to serve a global uh, online economy. But what about practical today here in my immediate environment? So we become good at staying in the house and, and, and fiddling with our gadgets, but we're not good at interacting with other people. We're not good at becoming a whole and wholesome people. We're not good at surviving in our practical environments. We need created environments. We need environments that we have curated to, 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 to serve a particular type of, in my respectful manner, abnormal environment. I don't think we were created to live like that. And now we've got all these anxieties because we are disconnected from nature. Um, the mind still needs to work, but now the mind is working on computer. And, 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 and I'm saying the future going forward is going to challenge us to be intentional about raising children, one, who can survive, in their, survive and thrive in their immediate environment, two, who are connected to other people, three, who are connected to nature and 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 while they are techno wise and savvy and all of that we must make a point that they can breathe that they can smell the flowers that they can swim 
in a river that they can connect with other people outside of their toys and just touch and feel things, just touch and feel other human beings, just connect, be sensitive, love other human beings, and, and, and just remember that it's not just about themselves. We are raising children with such short concentration spans. You've got on Instagram, statistically, you've got only 15 seconds to capture their attention. If you don't make sense within 15 seconds, they've gone past you. They're looking for the next fix of in inverted commas relevance. They are ruled by the fear of missing out. Uh, They're driven by the idea of you only live once. And and it's all (laughs) self-centered. How do you build build the community and the country on self-centeredness? And I'm saying... I'm using the word respectfully because, as I say, the study used very polite language. It said um, they they are looking for people who are enablers of their aspirations. It is my translation to say they think the world revolves around themselves. And I'm saying it to simplify to the crux of the matter with the respect to the owners of the study. I respect the information that they curated. I'm translating it in a biased manner in order to drive a particular point. And my point is that we need to produce individuals in society, in community, and I do agree with you. And another person who does agree with you is um, our A-teamer Ngabi Musasa, who says Grand Rising um, and Ndate Nzimande and Alice Patricia. The conversation is amazing. I want to agree with Ndate Paul uh, that even if you can have higher education certificates, you can never have the same wisdom with the rural one. So uh, we, we need to continue with instilling wisdom. Uh, maybe let's let, let's make it a very intentional one that instilling wisdom. Thank you very much for joining us uh, this morning, uh, Bamzamand. Please give us uh, contact details so we can follow you and maybe even you know be part of that online community that you are creating. Can I can I can I steal one second just to make a practical example? Go ahead. In our in our in our townships, if you look, most of us have then created these things of concrete uh, yards, you know, where we've, 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 we've put beautiful concrete paving all around the yard. And then we're all unemployed in the house and we all don't have money to go and buy food. Meanwhile, we could plant vegetables, but we've poured concrete. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. We've poured, you see what I mean? One of we've my pet peeves, concrete. yes. <laughs> we've poured concrete. Let's wrap it up and uh, Zimande. We I'm need to go Facebook. now, but we get the I'm point. Heavy one. Zimande, Twitter and Paul Z, Instagram, Paul underscore Zimande. I've also got a private email address, which is paulzimande at gmail.com. Thank, Thank you. you. Good Thank morning. you so very much. <laughs>